When the Transportation Safety Administration announced several years ago that it would deploy full-body scanners in airports across America, most of the news coverage focused on concerns about privacy. But a new report by ProPublica reveals that the United States government glossed over the safety of the devices, particularly as it relates to cancer. Joining us now is ProPublica's Michael Gravel, uh, and I'm very pleased to welcome him to today's underreported segment. Hi. Hi. Thanks for inviting me on. Your report, which we have provided a link to on our show page, has already prompted the, the head of the TSA to tell Congress that his agency will perform a new independent study on the safety of the airport scanners. What are the main health concerns scientists have raised about them? Sure. Um, the... What, what we know, what we can say about the machines is that they do deliver an extremely low dose of radiation. Uh, the main health concerns that people have raised, uh, the scientists have raised, is while it's low, when you when you take that and multiply it by the millions and hundreds of millions of passengers who may go through the machines, you're now talking about a finite number of any, of, of cancer cases that may result as a, uh, may may occur as a result of the cancers. Uh, sorry, as a result of the scanners. Um, well, so aren't we saying, talking about two technologies in use at this time? Yes, there are. There's two technologies. One uses X-rays, uh, ionizing radiation. The other uses radio waves. Uh, it's called a millimeter wave machine. And and uh, which one is the the one that we're concerned about here? The X-rays. Uh, the X-ray machine. What kind of uh, uh, of radiation do the X-ray scanners use? Uh, so it's ionizing radiation. What does that mean? Ionizing radiation has been shown to damage DNA mutate genes and eventually lead, you know, uh, potentially lead to cancer. Well, how much radiation would I be exposed to if I went through one of those scanners? Uh, it's extremely small. It's about a, a, a thousandth of a chest X-ray, uh, equal to a few minutes on the flight. So uh, we, we're talking about something a, a lot less damaging to our health than a chest X-ray. Why is this even a matter of concern? Uh, because of the number of people who go through it on a regular, who would go through it on a regular basis, the uh, stand, the, the sort of uh, convention in in this world has always been: don't use X-rays on people unless there is a medical benefit to doing so. So that's why we see them in hospitals and doctors' offices. But for years, up until the last few years, uh, it, these have been treated a lot more cautiously. Uh, and there's always been sort of this idea, and it remains in Europe, that you don't x-ray someone unless there's a medical benefit to that person. So we aim to minimize radiation exposure. Uh, and since there is a large body of scientific literature in this area, how uh, was the TSA able to justify deploying them? Uh, the Because of the, uh, the explosives threat, there's been, you know, as you know, growing concern, uh, even predating the underwear bomber, uh, that uh, somebody could get into onto an airplane with liquid explosives or plastic explosives, things the metal detector could not uh, cannot find. So they've been trying to um, find a way to do this, and they've got this, these two technologies now, one using the radio wave that it does not have the same health effects. So that's where the uh, scientists are saying, well, if we do have that machine, why are we putting ourselves in this difficult, uncertain position? And does the one with the radio waves, will that, will that de- detect explosives and, and the things that the X-ray scanners would? Uh, yes. The TSA says that they're both highly effective at detecting explosives. So why are we even using the X-rays? The TSA says that they want to, they, they, you know, the TSA, I think, generally believes that they don't pose a significant health threat and that they want to keep uh, multiple players, uh, or multiple companies in play to increase competition. So this is really about uh, giving out uh, uh, 
allowing some companies to provide these things. Uh, the, the big uh, supplier is Rapiscan Systems, right? Isn't it? Uh, where's that company based? Who owns it? Uh, they're based in Torrance, California. It is a subsidiary of OS, OSI Systems, which used to be a very small um, uh, security company in, in baggage. They eventually bought a healthcare company and have also expanded into uh, passenger screening and become a much larger company now. And I'm assuming their bottom line has improved dramatically since 9-11. Uh, yes, and especially since 2006, it's doubled from um, about 130 million, uh, more than doubled, because now it's about 300 million in the security division alone. Hasn't the company been making uh, serious political donations? Uh, yes, that's true. Also, around the same time that there was a um, uh, this increase of concern about explosives in 2006, uh, Rapiscan began, you know, opened a Washington D.C. office. They uh, more than tripled. Their lobbying expenditures. They hired former legislative aides to key decision makers. They opened plants and expanded plants in the districts of those key decision makers, and then started a political action committee to donate to their campaigns. So, but that's a standard Washington approach, isn't it? There's Absolutely. nothing illegal so about any of that. So, they, and there's nothing to say that that's a cause and effect. Uh, it's a, you know, it's just coincide. They seem to learn to have learned how to play uh, the Washington game and get their message out there. Have the Europeans and other industrialized nations taken uh, a different stance uh, than the United States when it comes to X-ray scanners? Uh, yes. In, the, in, the, in, in July, the European Parliament passed a resolution saying that uh, X-ray body scanners should be prohibited, uh, especially since there's another technology that doesn't use it. The only place that we could find that uses it in full display is, is the United Kingdom, as secondary screening, you know, if you set off a metal detector, and then places like Nigeria and perhaps Brazil. Didn't the TSA skip a public comment period on whether or not to use the scanners? Yeah, back in uh, back when they were deploying these, uh, they, um, uh, you know, they, they sort of just rolled them out under the assumption that they, it, it's, people have always been allowed to go through, or, or people have always had to go through checkpoints. This is just another thing. Uh, it doesn't inc- have to go through this public comment period. A federal appeals court in D.C. ruled over the summer that that was not the case and that they should have followed the proper rulemaking procedures and solicited public comment before deploying the machines. Now, if there are health concerns, should certain groups of people, like pregnant women, uh, insist that they not be sent through? You know, this is a, a bit of a confusing issue. The TSA says that it is completely safe for pregnant women, for children, for anyone with a sensitivity to cancer. We've seen conflicting reports on this, though. Uh, TSA does have reports that support that. Uh, France looked at it, and their radiation safety group uh, specifically recommended against screening pregnant women. The Customs Service, when they used these a few years ago, uh, used, had a policy of not screening pregnant women. And one thing that really surprised me is the Federal Aviation Administration earlier this year put out guidance uh, to flight attendants and pilots that any pregnant flight crew member should you know, keep an eye on these machines and the, and the, the route because you get cosmic radiation when you fly on a plane uh, and make sure they're not going over their occupational limit. However, uh, no similar warning has been issued to pregnant frequent flyers. Now, when my dentist does x-rays, he leaves the room. Is there a health threat for the people who operate the scanners? The TSA says no on this also. Uh, There has been a lot of concern from the union that represents them, uh, uh, saying that they should be, you know, 
wearing uh, decimeters to measure how much radiation they receive every year. Uh, they've expressed concern that the machines might be emitting more than uh, more radiation than, than, than we realize, which the TSA denies. How much money are we talking about for a company like RapidScan? Is RapidScan the only uh, company manufacturing these scanners? They're not the only one manufacturing, but they're the only one who's been uh, certified to um, by the TSA to uh, to get a contract and to uh, be deployed in airports. There are other companies that make backscanner technology, several of them, and there are several other companies that make the millimeter wave machine. But again, on that situation, only one, uh, L3 Communications, has uh, been certified to have their machines in airports. I'm talking to Michael Graybell of ProPublica. Uh, we're talking about the X-ray scanning machines at airports for today's underreported segment. The uh, economic stimulus package in 2009 included $300 million for checkpoint security machines. Should I assume that part of that went to buy these X-ray scanners? Uh, that's right. Uh, the uh, you know a significant part of that was dedicated to this you know advanced Im- imaging technology, which is the TSA term for the body scanners. Uh, some of them. Uh, it, you know, in the fall of 2009, before the underwear bomber, there was RapidScan received a $173 million multi-year contract to deploy the machines. The first uh, order of $25 million went out in October. After the underwear bomber, the um, uh, the TSA made a contract with the people who use the radio wave machine. How does... Uh giving money to this kind of uh, the development of this kind of machine stimulate the economy? Um, I think they would argue that the, uh, you know, putting money, giving money to an American manufacturer would create jobs, uh, you know, and it's at a time uh, when, when, uh, when we certainly have a high unemployment rate. So uh, I have not looked to see how many people they've said, how many jobs they said were created, but I think that's the rationale. Now, these uh, full-body scanners weren't originally developed for airports, were they? Uh, no. Well, they were, they, they were sort of uh, originally developed with the idea that anyone in security could, uh, could need them, but the primary client initially was prisons. Uh, we saw these uh, first in the California prison system. Uh, they were screening uh, visitors uh, going into the prison to prevent drugs and contraband from getting in, but that caused a lot of concern, and there was actually a lawsuit by several uh, wives of inmates uh, uh, over this, and the California prison system eventually pulled them from the prisons. Uh, and uh, were health concerns cited uh, in those instances, in those cases? Health concerns were cited, but it was mainly uh, civil, a civil liberties issue that they were raising. And the same sort of thing was raised when we started putting these scanners into our airports. But uh, they still have gone through, uh, although not in every airport. Do we have any idea why? Uh, for example, New York doesn't have them, but Columbus, Ohio does. Yeah. Are there, do we know whether there are more potential... Uh, terrorists in, in Columbus, Ohio, than there are in New York City. Uh, the, the the plan eventually is to put them in, every, in, in in on almost every security lane, as you know, as small an airport as you can imagine. Um, the they right do now, slow things down. Uh, right now, uh, th- that seems to you know, it seems to be what I'm hearing. But they, um, you know, they say that eventually it's going to be more, you know, a little bit faster. Um, you know, the reason that they have these uh, millimeter waves machines and these x-ray machines in different airports uh, is, is 
really a matter of uh, several different things. One of them, it turns out, happens, happens to be size. Whether the airport is designed to have the uh, you know the machines that some of them are larger uh, and fit into you know different deployment scenarios with the design of the checkpoint. Is uh, there a goal to put them in other places as well? Government buildings, for example. Uh, they've been deployed more now in military installations. Um, and I believe there are some federal government buildings that are looking at them. I did see kind of a contract for that recently. Um, and, uh, you know, but as far as the, you know, the sort of the next step concerns, courthouses, schools, we have not seen, uh, you know, a dramatic increase uh, in, in that kind of thing. Uh, I can't, I don't remember reading that these scanners have turned up anything. Have they? Have we discovered that people were trying to slip uh, explosive material onto airplanes or into as, government buildings? As far as the public has been told, there has never been a terrorist or somebody trying to get explosives uh, that has been caught uh, in a U.S. airport. The company Rapiscan did tell us in an interview that uh, overseas and in military installations they have caught terrorists. Uh, we don't, you know, they did not uh, release or, de- or declined to release the details of those. The TSA recently put out. Um, uh, you know, a, a little thing that they uh, had found someone trying to sneak a bottle of vodka that had been strapped to their leg with one of these machines. And they said, uh, you know, while it's, while it's kind of a little bit amusing about, you know, trying to, someone trying to sneak in booze, that this could very well have been a liquid explosive. You note that the X-ray devices managed to get through a regulatory loophole. What was that? Yeah, the so when I think when people think of X-ray machines, uh, you know, I was under the assumption and I think others were that they were subject to the same kind of scrutiny that the x-ray machine in my doctor's office is. You know, they're both intended to uh, emit x-rays on a human being. Uh, but it turns out that because these don't have a medical purpose, they are classified as an electronic product. Therefore, they don't have to go through uh, an FDA review and approval process before they, you know, before they are sold. Uh, it is only if, they, if, they, if there is a report of overexposure that they, uh, you know, might face regulation. Is there a possibility of overexposure? Couldn't one of these machines start leaking radiation? The TSA says the TSA and the manufacturer says no. That if 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 uh, a higher dose were to eventually be reached, uh, that the machine would kind of self-destruct. Um, it, you know, it's been a kind of a, a question of whether this is possible. The TSA and the manufacturers say no. Uh, and I really want to be next to a machine, the, the radiation machine that's self-destructing. <laughs> uh, are X-ray bag scanners subject to more regulations than X-ray body scanner? Uh, this was really interesting. I, um, you know, I was looking through the regulations, and there is actually a federal safety standard and regulation for baggage X-rays. There is no federal safe, mandatory safety standard for people X-rays in airports. Now, why hasn't the Nuclear Regulatory Commission stepped in to assert its place in regulating these devices? The FDA has been excluded, but shouldn't they be involved? Uh, so uh, the NRC, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, is, is you know, this, is, this also doesn't fall into their area. They only deal with machines uh, that have radioactive material in them, not X-rays themselves. Uh, so the FDA has jurisdiction. It's just uh, a lot less than you would uh, that, than than for a medical X-ray. And you note that the federal government used to have 500 people examining the safety of electronic products that emit radiation. Now has just 20. So should I assume that number will drop further as we make additional budget cuts? Uh, you know, I don't know the answer to that question and how stable it's been. Um, 
the you know the U.S. used to have a very robust regulatory system for electronic products that emit radiation. Uh, after uh, you know, there was a scandal in the '60s with General Electric having to recall 90,000 TVs that might have uh, had too much radiation uh, emitting to the viewers. So that prompted kind of a major federal overhaul of this, and they created a Bureau of Radiological Health. Uh, which was over the, in the 70s and early 80s uh, produced standard after standard after standard. Um, since then, um, you know, the, the, the radiological health unit merged with medical devices, and medical devices became a far greater priority for them. And they've had to sort of move people out of that, out of the radiation part to deal with this. So that's where we see this great decrease of 500 to just 20 now. Michael Graybill is uh, writes for ProPublica. And uh, I want to thank you so much for participating in today's underreported segment. Thank you.